0: This is Upstate's HealthLink On Air, Linda Cohen along with you. Hospitalization is a difficult experience at any age, but when it comes to children, there are special challenges. Here with her special brand of help for these patients is Maria Fazzini. She's a licensed creative arts therapist and board-certified art therapist and a member of the Division of Child Life at Upstate's Golisano Children's Hospital. Welcome Maria. Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. Well, I've always thought that the expressive arts, they've always been known to have a healing quality. But help us understand what we mean when we talk about art therapy. What is it essentially?
1: Well, art therapy is a mental health profession that utilizes art materials and a therapeutic alliance with an art therapist with art making experiences to engage patients in a healing process to meet whatever goals they may be working towards. So what are the kinds of things, I mean, basically,
0: it's a process doing art therapy over time, much like any kind of therapy would be, right? So I mean, how do you basically decide what patients would benefit from art therapy? Who decides and how is it decided?
1: Well, I use a process of prioritization and um, between that and referrals from um, staff, child life members, doctors, nurses, and I determine based on research what um, patients may have a need, uh, if they're exhibiting signs of anxiety, if they've been in the hospital longer, may need a normative experience, um, lots of different similar attributes.
0: So much like any kind of therapy, the whole basis for it is to improve both the physical, the mental, and the emotional well-being of the child while they're in the hospital. Correct. Is that what you say is the main mission there? Absolutely. Because you said it's a mental health Mm -hmm. profession, so you really are kind of using the art therapy as a way of kind of reaching them emotionally.
1: Yes, all three definitely are Um, part of some patients need more on the line of mental health with coping skills. Some just need a outlet for some sensory stimulation. Um, Some need just a normative experience, kind of all of those things um, individually or combined.
0: What about art, though, gives them voice? I mean, that seems to me you know, there's there's play therapy, especially with young children. <clears throat> excuse me, which is kind of aligned, but not exactly the same thing. Where you might just play with a child, and through their play, they can express things. How is art therapy? Play, how does the art therapy play that role?
1: So art is great in a lot of ways. It provides that normative experience. Most, not all, but most um, children have used some sort of art material, whether it just be a pencil or a pen to color or draw or crayons at school or glue or scissors. So they've used these things before in their, you know, maybe everyday life and they have um, some familiarity with those items. So to use them kind of takes away some of the um, concern or maybe anxiety that they have.
0: So it's somewhat of a distraction in some ways, and you keep using the word normative, Mm -hmm. so it kind of brings them back to something that's a little bit more familiar or maybe normal in their lives when they're all of a sudden kind of whisked out of their everyday life and put into a less normal setting like a hospital.
1: Right, absolutely. Absolutely. And with the, with the art as well, it also, while they're distracted, they can elicit things in their artwork that maybe they weren't thinking about or, or that they maybe wouldn't have normally verbalized. So that piece comes out and they start drawing something, and I can pick up from something with my training, I can pick up with, from something of that art piece and know that maybe we should start to talk about this, that they may not have known, um, especially depending on their age, that they were um, maybe feeling or had coming up.
0: Are there particular cases, I know you were saying you prioritize based on how long they're there, whether they're having more of a extreme reaction to hospitalization, but I mean, do you find that there are certain kinds of cases that are better suited to art therapy, or ages for that matter, or is it so individual and just on a case-by-case basis?
1: It's really individual, (laughs) Um, and case-by-case, certain kids really come in and, and they're in the hospital and they may have some anxiety or they may have, um, just some parents may have some concern about, oh, they're being withdrawn or they're being different. And so I can come in and provide a, a, you know, an experience for them. But a lot of times they, each, each patient is so different. If I go in, they may love art at home, but in the hospital, they may not be interested. So they may choose not to have a session with me, or they may not really like art at home, But they do it at school sometimes. And so for me to bring that normative experience in, they change their mind and say, well, I don't really like art at home, but I'm willing to try it here and I'm willing to have a session. So there's not always a black and white kind of, oh, this kid doesn't like art, so they may not like art therapy. That may not be true at all.
0: So what is exactly your methodology? So you're given a referral, you go in, you basically meet the
1: child. How do you establish... First of all, rapport, and then your goals. So when I go in, I introduce myself and introduce services. Depending on the age, I do it a little bit differently. But um, for like a school age, I would go in and say that I'm the art therapist, and I bring in art materials and work with patients and do art. So coloring and drawing and painting. And what you can't see um, is I I try and move my face a lot. I try and be kind of. Um, Very animated, yes, thank you. Very animated in what I do, because that kind of gets their attention. They have a lot of stuff going on, and I want them to know that I'm bringing what is typically considered the fun stuff. So I bring that kind of boisterous um, with me. Kind of a
0: more lighthearted kind of um environment than they are facing day to day
1: absolutely and i don't have any medical equipment with me i don't touch any of the medical equipment so um from there i i introduce to the patient mostly um looking at the patient but i also incorporate the family that's in the room and then i allow them to choose if they would like to have session or not that's um part of the, you know, at Upstate Golisano Children's Hospital, that's part of it, is that they get to choose whether or not they want the art therapy services or not. Um, sometimes parents or, or um, patients will disagree, and so if parents want me, sometimes I'll offer a few more times, but they get to choose whether or not they want me in the room or not.
0: If you're just joining us, yes, you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on air. I'm Linda Cohen, along with Upstate Golisano Children's Hospital art therapist Maria Fizzini and we're talking about the benefits of art therapy for the hospitalized child. So what are your, methodologies your modalities in other words you mentioned drawing painting a bit because I guess is that possible or is that too messy in a hospital oh no no it's not too messy and um, what other things do you do offer I mean do you do things like clay work do you do things like beading or collages or I mean just give us an overview of the kinds of things you offer
1: We do um, just about anything that we can think of. So we have photography. um, We have um, some computers that we work with. Um, We had a computer donated from Griffin's Guardians. We have a lot of different um, things. We have paint, um, clay, air dry clay that we use. We have um, spin art that we use we do beads, we have collage work, we do watercolor paint, we do washable paint, we have just about every paint you can think of. We have window markers that we can use. We use, um, once in a while, we use some face paint, depending on the patient. We have a lot of different um, things that we can utilize. And you
0: basically just present the options and the child tries to, it, it's up to the, the individual patient to make the choice.
1: Right, so I go in and, um, if it's a patient that I first met, it's a little different than someone I've um, worked with many sessions, but I go in and I offer materials that are appropriate. So with my training, I've learned what appropriate materials um, You mean materials developmentally are appropriate. appropriate? Yes, mm-hmm. and, and also to, specific to the diagnosis. Oh, sure. Um, so I'll go in and provide some materials that are appropriate and then allow them to choose from those. That's not to say that they may not choose something that's not on my list, and then as long as I can, you know, get it to work with them, I will absolutely bring that in for them um, or obtain it. How long do the sessions last? That's also very different. Typically, I would say 45 minutes, um, but sometimes patients can't last that long. They get tired quickly or um, different scenarios. So, So sometimes as short as 15 minutes or as long as an hour and a half.
0: And then is it something that you would do on a daily basis? Let's say a child has particular issues like anxiety. It strikes me that that's probably... Maybe I'm wrong, but it strikes me that could be more of a universal experience for a lot of children, separated from their home, separated from their routine, and in a hospital, and maybe for lengthy periods of time. So in that kind of situation, would you be seeing them on a daily basis? How does that work? So
1: depending on um, my schedule and how um, many patients I have that I'm trying to see that day, it's, it's different, again, for each Patients. So sometimes patients I know will be in the hospital for kind of a long period of time and we'll have set goals that we're working on and I will try and see them every other day, every two or th- you know three days or maybe even once a week. If there are patients typically there for three days, then I'm probably going to try and see them every day if that's something that is needed and whatever we need to do to kind of work towards their goals.
0: When you talk about their goals, though, I guess that's the thing I'm not exactly clear on. I understand what our therapy can provide in terms of bringing them out, maybe helping them to express feelings, anxieties, thoughts that perhaps on a conscious basis or on a verbal basis they could not express but then what do you do with those things i guess in other words let's say child expresses draws a photo, a, a picture that suggests some trauma or some just you know disturbance that they're feeling anxiety what's your next step in that circumstance
1: well in in that particular example i can assist them with retelling their trauma story in a safe manner There's a couple of different ways to do that, and I would do it based on the kids. Sometimes we do it in a storybook with different directives from me. Sometimes if they're older, I may allow them to direct it more themselves with me just guiding them. And so in that particular situation, there's a couple of different um, situations that we could do.
0: So the goal really is to provide kind of emotional therapy in a way, using the art materials as the vehicle.
1: Right, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And that's really what your training is. Mm-hmm. So what happens if a kid's not particularly artistically inclined? Is that is that a stumbling block? Um,
1: no, absolutely not. Most kids um, don't have kind of the same stigma as adults do. And most of the time they are willing to try it, even if they don't necessarily like it at home until they at least hit the teenage. And so they're more open to trying it. Sometimes parents will actually be like, oh, well, they don't really like art. And I'll be like, well, you know, we can give it a try. And there goes again with their choices. We can say, let's give it a try for 10 minutes. If you don't like it, then I can leave. And then you can say that you tried it.
0: So basically you're flexible The environment is flexible, and the goal really is to try to ease the pain of the child, psychic pain in this case, or any kind of emotional concerns they might have.
1: Right, really just trying to improve their well-being while they're here in the hospital. So
0: how did you and why did you decide to become an art therapist?
1: Um, I started um, when I was real young. I was uh, watching my brother um, in a marching band parade, and he was marching, and I wanted to provide some photographic memories of the uh, parade for him and so I grabbed my dad's camera and started taking pictures and then from there I had a real interest in art and kind of pursuing photography so I started pursuing photography when I reached um, college my supervisor uh, mentioned art therapy to me because I also liked psychology so she had me look into graduate programs in art therapy.
0: So it was a nice marriage for you of two interests. Absolutely. Yep. So do you continue to, to pursue your own artistic interests even now?
1: Yes. Um, I, I don't do it as much as I would like to, but I do. I, I still take pictures um, outside of work, and I still do some collage work um, for my own self care. So, in terms of um, just a little bit of time we have left, how long a
0: time is it in terms of training? Is it college and then what? Really briefly. Yep.
1: So, you need a master's degree, and during your master's degree, you have a 500 um, hour internship. And then, in order to get your license, you have to have 1,500 um, contact hours under supervised. Um, in a supervised situation with a a licensed art therapist.
0: And then you're really kind of off on your own, or do you have – you can still keep checking in? You have
1: to – yep, you have to take a a test to get the license, and then from there on you just have to get – supervised hours would you recommend it for others absolutely i love it <laughs> it's a great career
0: yeah maria thank you so much my guest has been maria Fizzini. she's a licensed creative arts therapist and board certified art therapist and a member of the division of child life at upstate golisano children's hospital once again thanks so much for coming in thank i'm you. linda cohen you're listening to upstate's HealthLink on air